My name is Elevai Dawi and I'm a father of two beautiful children. Both my children have grown a lot since I last saw them. I last saw them six years ago, just after I went to the family court. The reason I'm doing this short testimony, well, I hope it's going to be short because I don't want to, um, you know, drag it out because there's so many things that have happened um, that it's very difficult to condense it, but hopefully I'll be able to do that. The reason I'm doing this um, testimony is because of my experiences in the family court. Because six years ago when I went to the family court, I believed that they would look at my role as a father as it had been in the past and my suitability to be a father going forward into the future. Nothing like that happened. I've had two family court cases now and at no time did anybody to do with the courts, to do with Kafka, to do with social services, anybody look into my suitability as a father. Neither did they look at the well-being of the children or the wishes and feelings of the children, which is supposed to be enshrined in the human rights. At no time did they do this. What they did do was criminalise me. Since then, I've spent two times in prison, one time for making a YouTube video, um, and another time for contacting social services that they deemed was contact with the mother of my children. Now, the reason I'm not supposed to have contact with the mother of my children was because of false allegations that started soon after the mother of my children decided that I was to have no contact and I'd started family court proceedings. The um, false allegations, which, are very, which I think are very important in this testimony because so many fathers suffer from false allegations and I'm not saying that mothers don't but the system seems to be very much geared against fathers and the destruction of the family unit. Now as I stated the false allegations started off very small, small lies and then they began to get progressively worse as I made no um, reaction to these allegations. They ended up with allegations of rape um, and the mother of my children made these allegations saying that they had gone on for 10 years and I was actually arrested and questioned by the police. The reason why I wasn't in prison for this is because the judge in the family court case after many, many, many months and a couple of years of finding a fact deemed that these allegations never happened. But the fact is this, now I realise that the judge in the family case knew that those allegations were never ever realistic, they never bared any weight, but they were used as a way of prolonging the case in order to make revenue and also they were used to gain legal aid on behalf of the mother of my children. And that is the system that we have, because the system that we have is not really um, about the children it's about profits and this may seem extreme to some people but where I am now as a father and as an activist and as somebody that has been recently charged with um, another video for saying my children's name names 
I don't believe that there's any such thing as a family court. What I do believe is that there is a satanic family court extortion system. Its primary goal is to destroy the family unit and its secondary goal is to make as much profit as they can while destroying fathers, mothers, families and children. I believe that the family court has a lot to answer for and that the injustices that happen daily are overlooked by the mainstream media because they will not point the finger at the main culprits in this extortion system which are the judges. So in order to go into some of the details that happened is that when I first went to the family court the entity called Kafkas was to make reports on me and my um, and how I would fare as being a father and also look at the well the well-being of the children and also adhere to the wishes and the wants of the children but they too were complicit in the whole system of making money for barristers paid off judges now when I say these things it may sound extreme but only if you've lived through this experience will you understand what actually happens in the family court. Usually when the Kafkas make a section 7 report, which is what they do initially, and they did it in my case, they have two options, whether to tell the truth of what they see or whether to lie about what they've seen. In my case and in many cases, Kafkas, the family court advisors, created reports that were fictional to say the least um, and in my family court case when these lies that they had created didn't work because I was very astute in pointing out these lies um, and again it will explain why I spent time in prison because I came to the stage nearing the end of my first family court case where I'd lost faith in the system and I knew no longer was bending over backwards to do everything they said. So I took the um, steps of recording the final hearing. Now, I knew that it is said that this is supposed to be illegal and a criminal offence. So within days of recording this family court hearing, I reported myself to the police and stated quite clearly to them that I've committed a crime. They were quite eager when they heard these this statement being said because they believed that they were going to get a major criminal somebody might have killed somebody or something so their ears pricked up but when I told them what my crime was that I'd recorded in the family court the first thing that they said was this we won't be doing anything about it but we will contact the family court to see if they want to do anything about it they made good on their um, statement that they were contacting the family court and the head of the family court in the Lancashire region told them that they would not be following up on or taking any action against me for recording in the family court. The reason why they didn't do anything is because I had evidence of the illegal practices of the judge, the illegal practices of Kafkas, and most importantly, the illegal practices of a family court expert 
who claimed she had done a report on me finding two um, personality disorders that I was supposed to fix and cure before I could have access to my children. Well, when I saw this report, I actually went along to get treatment, not believing that I had these issues, but thinking to myself, well, if I do have these issues, I'd be in the right place to cure them. To cut a long story short, the doctor that I went to see decided, in her clinical um, opinion, that I didn't have these issues, but those reports were barred from going into the family court proceedings that I was engaged in, make it impossible for me to see my children again. So the recordings that I had revealed all this, and that's why the head of the family division in Lancashire did not want to take any actions against me. Because she knew that in prosecuting me, the judge in the case would also be shown to be a criminal and engaging in criminal activity, breaking their own oath, fabricating evidence. And the family court expert would be shown to be fam fabricating evidence. Plagiarizing other people's reports. I had all the evidence. And this recording, these recordings that I had made from the final hearing, I sat on them for about a year. And after that, I started using them in YouTube videos. Um, bearing in mind they'd put in a non-molestation order against me that prevented me from stating anybody's name in the case, stating my children's names, which was less about protecting anybody from being molested and more about silencing me. It was basically a gagging order. So when I made, went to YouTube and made a video called War on Fathers, which is still on YouTube. What happened was they arrested me and imprisoned me, put me on remand for close to six months for basically the mentioning of my children's names within the recordings. So again, they didn't prosecute me for the recordings, but they prosecuted me for the names of my children. A second time when they put me in prison, was for contacting social services and speaking about the parental alienation and the child abuse that the United Nations claimed parental alienation is, that my children were suffering. Social services never turned up at court, so the CPS, the criminal CPS, had to change the charges in order to make um, the charges stick, which they didn't. I walked free after spending so much time in prison. The thing is this though, although I won in the courts, in the Crown Courts, in the Criminal Crown Courts, I was still made to suffer in prison. And I'd like to state that before going to the family courts, I'd never ever gone to prison. But having gone to the, and I'll say it again, the satanic family court extortion system, I ended up in prison. Fast forward into 2020, whilst in prison, I had applied, reapplied for contact with my children. So I've had two family court cases. 
When I was in prison, I didn't think that they would accept my application, but when I came out of prison, I was shocked to find that they had. But they delayed matters, and they kept on delaying matters, until the 17th of August, when a hearing was scheduled. I thought with this was going to be the time when I would finally put forward all the information that shows that me not seeing my children was orchestrated and there was never any reason to keep me out of my children's lives apart from the wishes of a mother who had become embittered and believed that I would tell my children about the affair that she was having when I finished the relationship, which I never would have. So the 17th of August came and I went to a court in Burnley. And I stayed in that courtroom waiting for the hearing to start. About an hour and a half later, somebody came to me and said, what, are you, what am I doing there? There's no hearing here. It transpired that the hearing had been programmed for Blackburn Family Court. And I was told that the judge had gone ahead with the, with the hearing because I had actually turned up and a person claiming to be myself had turned up and then left. And that's what inspired them to carry on with the hearing. It was all a lie, a fabrication, because when I requested the CTs, CCTVs to find out who this mysterious character had, who had turned up in the court was, Everything went silent. So on that day, the 17th, I took to the streets and I spoke to the people in Preston. And I got an individual passerby to film what I said to the people. And that was a video called, I uploaded that video and it was called the video, I entitled it, I Want My Children Back. Two Saturdays ago, the police arrested me again and I spent a whole weekend in a cell, part of which time I ended up in hospital because they forced me to give fingerprints, use physical force, violence. And um, I'm still in pain today and I will be facing a trial the next time I'm in court for basically speaking out on the family court will be on the 13th of October 2020. That will be to plead in the Crown Court. And my trial will be scheduled sometime later. I don't know how long. This time, I don't know if it was because so many people called on my behalf, called the police station on my behalf. In fact, I believe it was that reason why I was not put on remand again, because they made every effort to put me on to remand. So speaking to you today, I'm giving my testimony today, I'm a free father who's still fighting to see his beautiful children. My little girl who will be actually 13 on the 13th of next month when I'm actually in court, quite synchronistic in a way. And my little boy is 11. I'm still fighting for them. And now my fight is taking a whole new turn because I'm going to be put on trial again for fighting to have a place in my children's life.
So I'm going to wrap up this testimony now. And I'm going to say this. I believe that we're in a very, very, very difficult time. And everybody knows this now. Um, with what's going on in the world. And I believe that the children are going to suffer the most. I think it's for us parents, fathers in particular, to stand up and fight. You know, I've been, I've tried to be very um, succinct and not go into much details to do with what happened in the horrendous satanic family court because I learned a long time ago that my story is no different to many, many, many fathers. It's been going on long before I was a father. Many mothers have suffered, you know. So it's incumbent on us as wounded parents to come together and try to fight for the lives of our children. Not as isolated people, not as people who are, you know, suffering in silence and alone, but as unified people because the future of our children depends on it. It has been accepted for some time that the family justice system in the UK is secretive. Some reasons for corruption many solicitors also work for the local authority. This does not necessarily mean that a firm of solicitors will not fight the case properly for their clients. However, it creates a conflict of interest. It is an unacceptable conflict of interest. I am aware of cases where it appears that the parents, solicitors have actually acted to undermine their clients' cases. I know there are good solicitors. However, such a conflict of interest is unacceptable. Courts rely on opinion commissioned by the local authority or indeed the local authority's opinion when it also is conflicted. The pressure of the adoption targets creates exactly the sort of bias that should discount the opinion of the local authority. It is easy to fiddle an assessment. Experts make a good living out of allegations of abuse, but no money if they don't allege abuse. This creates yet another conflict of interest. It is difficult to report and get enforcement action for unacceptable behavior by professionals. I am not saying that these are the only aspects of the system that are corrupt. Any one of the four above would be sufficient to invalidate the conclusions of the system. The system is in itself corrupting. My wife and I lost faith in it when they took our daughter away just over 12 months ago, only to return her back to us with red faces. They hide behind the line we have to protect children, to remove children from families, and the problem is that in truth it is not a line you can argue against, because anyone of the same mind will agree with it in principle. They lie to both my wife and I, they lie to a solicitor we had present so much so that she was absolutely livid with the treatment we were all given. We were advised to take the matter to court by the solicitor, but we didn't because we felt we had no say against the system. When we tried to complain we were brushed to one side, we sent in a written complaint only to get back a standard letter back saying we did everything right, etc. These people are a lot unto themselves and they need to be governed closer. They are destroying some people's lives and they don't seem to have to answer to anyone. If you would like to hear more information on what happened to us, we can be contacted by insaneh0td.com. Good luck, and hopefully you can make a difference. My local MP didn't even bother replying when I tried to contact him. You can call me X. I don't know if you're a terrorist, but I'm a scientist. 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 I
And you can use their email address, secrets on cool 23 at gmail.com to send them over. Or you can just send them from the email web. Your story right now. And they will use this so cool flies voice. Thank you for listening. Make sure you rate and subscribe and give us some review on all the podcast directories. Thanks for listening. And please keep your heads out. I don't care how dark it looks for you. I don't care what they just said to you. I don't care what the verdict is. I don't care what the haters say. It ain't over. No matter what happens to you, it ain't over. Ain't no such a thing as over. Do you know, man, that you can actually mess your life completely up? You can jack it all the way up and you can turn around and get it right. Do you know that you can be divorced multiple times and still be okay? Do you understand that you cannot have a degree and still be just fine? Now, whatever you've been through, whatever that is, guess what? You're still here. You have a great life in front of you, but your great life is in front of you. It's not behind you. Pull yourself together and quit tripping because you're in the process. God is processing you. He ain't through with you. If he was through with you, you would not wake up in the morning.